So money, cash to asset, back to asset, back to cash, back to asset, back to cash is the secret to wealth. And it's making it grow every time there's a conversion. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong. And I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Welcome back to yet another episode where we're going to discuss good debt versus bad debt, um, things that you should be thinking about. Um, some debt is good, some debt not so good. And I know there are many schools of thought where all debt is bad yeah. uh, and there are other schools of thought that are all debt is good. Um, I think there's a balance between both. I think some debt is extremely good and some debt is actually terrible. So let's get into that and uh, the nuances between good debt and bad debt and uh, take it from there. So um, Gabe, you want to start on this one? Sure. Uh, I mean, debt in general is a topic that you uh, kind of learn from from the household and how you're... Uh, the people around you have been dealing with debt. So a lot of this stuff over here today may be uh, controversial to you or it may be something that you already knew. Uh, let's, uh, I don't know if we want to take examples of good debt and bad debt. We start off with that. Yeah. But, let's talk um, about credit card debt. Credit card that? debt. Credit card debt. Well, it could be either or. It could be good debt or it could be bad debt. Let's give an example of each. So if uh, you decide that you want to go on vacation and that you don't have the funds to go on vacation, but uh, you use your credit card to pay for it, uh, that's considered bad debt. And the reason that's considered bad debt is because, uh, sure, you're going to have some uh, internal happiness on vacation. You'll have your seven days of sunshine. But at the end of the day, uh, you still have to pay for that debt when you get back. And it's not going to be paid by your vacation unless you're a blogger and all that stuff. But for the most part, let's assume you're not. Uh, it's not going to pay for itself. Meaning that if that vacation makes you money or that, um, you know, that, that trip makes you money, then it, it's bad debt. So anything that any debt that doesn't make you money is going to be considered bad debt. Yeah, and that's the concept of an asset and a liability to start with. Exactly. So, so um, yeah. But if uh, you decide that uh, you want to buy a property and you need uh, a quick $5,000 to put us that down to start off with, uh, with the property and that property does cash flow at the end of each month and it's going to put, you know, $1,000 a month in your pocket for the rest of your life, then that could be considered good debt because at the end of the day, it's really an investment and you're borrowing the money, but you're going to be able to pay it back with the cash flow. Right. So you're borrowing the money maybe at, let's say at the highest amount, which would be around 25%. Yeah. So if you're, if you are paying a 25% interest, which sounds ridiculous, that's almost loan sharking, mm -hmm. um, which means your pay, your, your, your interest payment on $5,000 would be around $1,250 a year, a year. But if you're making a thousand dollars a month on that investment, you're actually making $12,000 uh, on an interest payment of 1250 you're making 10 times more approximately um you're making 10 times more than the interest payment Correct. itself and actually at the end of the year you, you could pay, pay it off you could pay off the capital yeah, yeah exactly if you wanted you, to you could put a thousand dollars a month towards your credit card Correct. and then you have that cash flow forever yeah. so um 
$5,000 advance on your credit card is at the highest interest rate, but if you're making more than 24% interest, it makes sense. So the logic here is good debt is used to generate more income and bad debt is, is used to generate nothing or more expenses. Uh, some people buy uh, or get a loan to get a car or get a loan to get a to buy themselves a boat because they, they, they just you know want to show off or whatever the case may be. But a boat or a car will require more expenses like maintenance, like uh, uh, insurance, gas, uh, whatever else you can think of that, but it's never going to generate you income. Actually, I just want to touch upon the, the credit card. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up because credit card, actually, I've been using that as a, as a, a profit generating um, uh, center. Yeah. So now I, I, I don't know about everyone, but uh, I've been getting things in the mail saying these balance transfers and now they're actually even calling. So I don't know if that's the new thing now uh, where credit cards are calling and say, would you like to do a balance transfer with a higher credit card interest rate to, to theirs? And I, I don't know if you if, if you tuned into one of the episodes we had, we had a little exercise or a little challenge where you would phone your credit card company and see if you can get a number one, a lower rate and, and an increase in your limit. So I've done that exercise years ago. I, I have a few cards that have <clears throat> quite a large limit uh, to it. And and like Gabe said, you're not going to go spend that and you know go to Vegas or go on a cruise. Some do. Your money. Some do. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I use that to my advantage. Uh, and I've done it uh, several times actually this year where basically they're doing uh, transfers at zero. I mean, not zero, at 1% mm-hmm. and not pay interest for 10 to 12 months. Mm-hmm. So what I did is uh, just recently is I used one of my MB&A cards. It's a 7% uh, interest rate. So I got it down from 199 or 25% down to 7% using that exercise. And I got an increase to about 35, 40,000, actually 55, my bad, 55,000 on that card. So they were offering a balance transfer. So I did the balance transfer and it doesn't have to be, and, and this is what I thought, it doesn't have to be a balance transfer to other credit cards. Mm-hmm. They can just issue you a check and deposit it directly into your bank account. So, because I didn't have 55000 in debt on my credit cards. So they go, I asked them, can we issue a check? And they go, absolutely. What's your bank account? And they'll just give you a check and they'll... Basically, a cash advance at a lower rate. It's a cash advance at one percent. At one percent for a whole year. That's free money, right? So I did that, and I and I took the. I go, how much can I take? And they go, the whole balance. And I go, well, okay, I'll take it. Give me the fifty-five thousand. So I paid one percent. So I still paid one percent on that. They deposit to my bank account. Usually, was the next day, two, three days, because they did direct deposit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't give you checks. Actually, they will give you checks. If you want to use it for whatever yes, reason, yeah. so they'll mail you the check. So I said, no, just put it back, put it in my bank account. Here's my routing number. So five hundred and fifty dollars to have access to, to fifty-five thousand. Sitting in your account to be able to go to Vegas and bet it all on black, and you got <laughs> you went on a vacation. <laughs> I did that, yeah, no, yeah, so I, you, I, you I bought a, a you know a, a one million inch TV set uh, so you could watch <laughs> the hockey game, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know you buy a year supply of uh, wife beaters of. Uh, <laughs> Of cannolis. Of cannolis. No, I didn't quite do that. And, and I, as much as tempting it was, uh, no, I didn't want to buy a TV that the whole city can watch. Uh, I don't want people knowing what I'm watching. Uh, Obviously. Night. But yes. But taking that $55,000, being $550, what I did, uh, so not only I got it for 1%, I took that money and I lent that money. So it was my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was my. It was actually no, that was mine. It wasn't even my wife's not in on it. It's card. personal money. It's my money. So well, it's the bank's money. It's yeah. the bank's money. So it's Francesco. So, but now it's my money. They yes. gave it to me. They they, did. they, they, they borrowed it to they me. They lent so, it to you. So I took that money and I gave uh, one of my U.S. 
legal business the money as a loan for a rehab mm -hmm. uh, project. Uh, so instead of raising the money or looking for private, I said, I'll give it to myself, to my own legal business. Mm -hmm. And I was generous with myself. I, I charged myself 12%. Mm -hmm. 12. Uh, 12. Yeah. That's generous, I think. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's better than 29 or 25 with the banks are charging. Well, that's fine. Nothing so you, you, wrong with that. You gave a loan to uh, one of your businesses for 12%. Yes, for 12%. Or for on $50,000, that would be around $6,000 a year in interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got it for one. So I spent the 550 gladly. And you just got to keep track of when it's due. Uh, sure. After the 12 months or after the 10 months. So I, I got it for one, paid 550 and I'm charging myself. 12%. 12% on the, the 50000 on the 55000 So at the end of the year, my business will pay that back, which has the money. It's an expense for the business, so I'm saving taxes on that. Mm -hmm. It's an income producer for myself. The bank's happy, I guess, too, because they got their 1%. Yep. Uh, they're banking on, or the credit card was, I guess, banking on that you don't pay it off in full after the 10 months or 12 months. Uh, they want you to have some of that balance so it can carry over, so they can charge you. On yeah. my case, it would only be the 7 yeah. I want to add one more thing to that. Your business is paying a 12% return uh, yes. to yourself, which is fine. But what is it making on that 12%? Okay, so, so let's discuss that because 12% interest seems quite high. If you're just listening to us for the, to us for the first time, you're like 12%, who the hell pays 12% interest on anything? <laughs> what's what's the return on that borrowed money mm -hmm. at the end of the day? Well, the return on that is you're you're renting those units out for the $700 a pop. So like 10 units at $700 a pop. So that's that's... Seven thousand dollars a month. Yeah, a month. So right. out of you know. So it costs you fifty thousand dollars to yeah. be able to uh, take an existing structure that you have and generate seven thousand dollars a month. Yep. So and your interest payment is only five hundred dollars a month. Correct. Okay. So your borrowing. No, month, hold on a sec. Sorry. Um, it is six thousand dollars a that's year. That's right. Sorry. At the end, yes. Five hundred dollars a month. Six thousand dollars a year. Yes. So would you pay five hundred dollars a month to be able to generate seven thousand dollars a month? The answer is obvious. So MBNA makes money by yes. lending you the money. Yep. You make money by lending the money to your entity. Your entity. My entity. Your entity borrows the money. So all these are good debts. So right? you can it's make money on the, on the rent. So everybody is making money on borrowed money, which is exactly how banks make money, actually. Yeah. If you want a loan, you're not borrowing the bank's money. They're going to the Fed, uh, borrowing the money at a different interest rate, and they're making the spread. Uh, and they're making most of their money on the front end because uh, loans are generally uh, amortized where most of the interest is on the front end. So after uh, the first trimester trimester of yeah. the loan, they're already paid back, really. They've paid made all their money. Interestingly, you've just basically become your own private lender because you, if your own you, bank. Yeah, your own bank. Your own I'm using lender. other people's money, but they're happy with it. We talked about this on private lending. Yes. They're happy. They want to place their money. So the MBA is in the business of lending their money. credit card, lending money. So Correct. they opt to give it to me for 1%. Mm -hmm. I took that. And I took that bad debt, you know, people scream, oh, 55000 on your credit. Yeah. But what makes it good debt is that at the end of the road, that money is being used to generate more income than it's costing to, to borrow it. A and, lot more and, income. And so that's, it, that's it, really the key. But <laughs> even if it only made $100 more than your, your, your interest payment, at the end of the day, you're making money on money <clears> that's not yours. And that, that can be considered good debt. Yeah. Well, if you look at the numbers... Uh, you borrowed $55,000 to make $7,000 a month. Let's call that the gross number. Um, you have an existing structure. So let's say that you actually keep 4000 out of that 3000 mm -hmm. yeah. That's about $48,000 a year, right? You're borrowing $55,000 to make $48,000 a year. So 6000 in interest. Yeah. Take that off. It's 42000 net a year of the interest. Yeah. 
It's but like I said, even if it was only you know twelve thousand dollars that you netted, it's, it's still it's still great, and that's what turns it into good debt. Yeah. Now, if he can take that fifty-five thousand and do something else with it, he can do let's say home renovations with it to his own house. And believe it or not, that's considered bad debt yeah. because at the end of the day, I don't know about your house, but mine only generates expense. I only get bills in the mail with my address on it. I never get a check with my address on it. Unless you Airbnb your house or parts of right. it, in which case you're sacrificing privacy and then your house becomes an income generator. Correct. But Part this, house, this house actually bought me a hotel. Mm -hmm. So um, when I eventually paid off my house, uh, I, got a, I refinanced it, pulled yeah. out cash, and I used that cash to buy a hotel. And that, the money that I'm paying in interest uh, to the bank um, is, is peanuts compared to what the hotel is generating. So this house has created income for me buying a hotel. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm taking the equity out of my property to buy other assets. So my house is now an income generator. So yeah. my hotels are paying off that loan. And, and that's how I initially started. I started doing the credit cards now because they're, they're phony, they want to give me money. But I initially started with the equity in my own matrimonial home. I had equity in there. The city people say, I have equity in my, in my property, I have equity. But I've used it. I went to the bank and said, can you give me a line? And they said, absolutely. They, they know what the house is worth. They gave me a line of credit, and I did the exact same thing. I got it at a very attractive rate because it was a secured line of credit because right. they put on the house. It was 3%, 3.5, and I did the exact same thing. I lent it personally to my business, and I even secured myself on some properties where I, I placed a mortgage for that. So in case my business went kaput, uh, kaput or something happened or someone sued or whatever, yeah. um, then I can still take my, that money out. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I started with the line of credits with the equity, but now I, you know, uh, credit cards are willing to do these one, one, cent, uh, one, one percent transfers. It's and, free money. Uh, yeah. It's free money. It's free money. And, uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, so good debt versus bad debt is good debt is uh, things that make you money. Um, if your house is, uh, paid for, um, you know, you're, you have no debt there, which is great, but perhaps you could turn the debt equity into your property into something that actually makes you money. Because it's dead money for now. It is dead money. Mm -hmm. um, and your, your house is going up the same amount or uh, in value, whether it has debt on it or not. And if you, let's say you have $500,000 tied up in your home in equity, could you take that $500,000 and buy a asset at a huge discount and uh, that makes you, you know, $100,000 a year? Mm -hmm. Most likely you could. So your house could be generating $100,000 a year for you by pulling out the equity. Now, again, I don't recommend you do this without really knowing what kind of asset that you want to buy. The last thing I would want you to do is buy something that doesn't make you money mm -hmm. and you lose $500,000 and now you have $500,000 in debt that you have to pay back. That's bad debt mm -hmm. suddenly because you made a bad buying decision. So it's important to get educated, to know what to buy, to know what you're looking for, to know the cash flow is going to be coming in. Uh, and building contingencies where, you know, if it doesn't make 100 and it still makes you 60, it's still a good time. Right. Um, where, you know, if, if everything goes, everything has to go right in order for me to make $10,000 a year on a $500,000 investment, bad idea because you're, 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 it's a high risk versus low reward. Um, that's why I, um, I really recommend uh, getting educated on what to buy, how to buy it, and to protect yourself uh, with the right asset protection, the right team members, the right management companies, the right everything to make sure that you're really hedging your bets and have a, a much higher chance of making a shit ton of money versus 50-50 um, on you know what could happen, um, which is gambling or speculating. And for those of you who are just uh, addicted to buying stuff that's considered bad debt, then there's there's you can still do that uh, with good debt, ultimately, 
by skipping a step or adding a step. So use your debt and instead of buying your whatever it is that you want to buy that's considered bad debt, buy an asset that produces income and use that income to buy what it is that you want. Because then at least the debt is going to be tied to an asset that's producing income and that's what <clears> makes it good <throat> debt. My, a friend of mine loves playing the stock market and he loses all, all the time, <laughs> but he loves it. He absolutely loves it. So he buys property to make cash flow, to put it into stock that he loses and and, he, and then he eventually buys another property because uh, he doesn't have to use his own money because he does it my way. Uh, and then, you know, and just keeps playing the stock market with all his profits. And he loves it. So he just wants to buy more property so he can lose money on the stock market. That's yeah. just his thing. To so, each their own. And that's his choice. It's his money. He does whatever the hell he wants with it. You know, it's, that's, that's why it's his cash flow. Yeah. Um, but at least he has what you suggested, yeah. you know, which that is extra that extra step. Exactly. Uh, and then you can buy the, the one million inch TV set, you mm -hmm. know, and, you know, own one every million in 8K you know, resolution, you know, 8K resolution, the one million with 8K resolution. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's you're practically in yeah. the movie. You're in. Yeah, you're exactly. <laughs> uh, pretty, it's Earth. <laughs> that's called reality. That's right. <laughs> you're buying reality. Shit looks so real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You find this shit. It's but super high. I, but high. going back to, to the mortgages, you said, so. People are looking to get out of their mortgage. Like mortgage is a, is a voodoo oh, word, right? But people are trying to get out of it. We're trying to get into it. If you yeah. really think or, about or it, the more mortgages we have, the better, the, the, the better it is. That means we have or, more properties that worse. are generating money. Or like I'm a, I'm a CPA and accountants have this false, uh, uh, I guess, false outlook on on what a real asset is and, and real debt is. Uh, so because you put your house as an asset and the mortgage against the house as a liability, they think their house is an asset, but it's not. And, you know, I, I used to talk to some of my friends and they're like, just, you know, every every cent they have, they're paying down their mortgage and paying down their mortgage. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because, well, I don't want any mortgage. I go, but your mortgage is 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 charging you 3% interest. Like, that's the cheapest money you can find anywhere. Yeah. Why wouldn't you use that extra cash to do something else? And that generates more, yeah, income. Exactly. more income. That can pay off your mortgage. Correct. And, like, you, like, I don't want a mortgage. Are you kidding me? Like, I want I want to die with, like, a billion dollars in mortgages. Absolutely. So, they, it's it's just, you have to understand debt and, and how to use it in order to be able to, to, to maximize. Like, none of these billionaires out there or anybody that you look up to that, that has money, none of them are debt-free. In fact, all of them have tons of debt. It's just that it's tons of good debt. Yeah. None of them have bad debt. Nobody will buy a car with a loan. They'll buy it with an asset that's generating income. Yeah, they'll pay cash for it using something that bought, made them that money. Generated. Correct. <clears throat> they wouldn't, it, it's not, it's money from profits. It's not money to buy something else. That's there are right. two different columns in the- uh, in, in their that, balance sheet. In their balance sheet, yeah. <laughs> or in yours, in your yeah. future balance sheet as well. So it's the same thing when people put money in their in their bank because they think they they have to save, but they're actually losing money. Yes, right. So money in the bank money. is actually bad. bad it's a, that's a bad asset. Yes, yeah. it's a bad it's, asset. That's it's, a bad it's, it's, it's 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 a bad asset. Putting money in the bank is a bad asset. And you might be thinking, Marco, you're retarded. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> At money, least not for this reason. Not, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. So you know, money is worth less tomorrow. Right, because yeah. there's uh, there's inflation. So my parents, you know, told me to put money in the bank, money in the bank, money in the bank. But you know, if I have a lot of money in the bank, it's it's not making me money. No. I'd rather put money into an asset that will generate more money. That's right. um, wealthy people understand that the way to make money is you take you take cash, you put that into an asset. That asset then turns into more cash. You take that cash and you buy another asset. I, I buy. I take some money. I 
leverage that money into a property. That property spins off cash flow and goes up in value. I take that money, which has no value other than what I can do with it to turn it into an asset. Money itself has no value. If I put you into a closet and with a billion dollars in it and small bills that you can roll around in and eat and hump and lick and do whatever you want with it, you're going to starve to death. There's nothing, it's what you can do with the money. It's the assets that you can acquire with the money that are important. So it's not really the money that you want, it's the power to get as many assets as you want that matters. So money, cash to asset, back to asset, back to cash, back to asset, back to cash, is the secret to wealth. And it's making it grow every time there's a conversion. Bought a house, went up in value, sold it, have more cash. Take that cash, buy stock, goes up in value, turn that back into cash. Bought Bitcoin, went up in value, bought into cash. Bought Bitcoin, lost everything, turned that into cash. But here's the thing is, if you bought Bitcoin and never sold, just as an example, it's, it's, you don't want to sell, you want to, you know, when it goes down, you want to literally buy more because, or unless, you know, not, this is not obviously all the time, but when it goes down, it's the right time to buy. That's right. Uh, not necessarily with Bitcoin, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with, with people usually exit when things go down, you still own the asset. So selling it, unless you're going to lose everything, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, selling it materializes the loss. You're crystallizing exactly, the loss. But you still yeah. own the asset. Mm -hmm. So in, you know, in 2008, when people were just you know, dumping their homes and walking away from them, those properties are, are worth a lot. It, it recovered. Yeah. So had you not sold, you would have been better off than selling. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you basically, what, you're, what you just described, you're compounding your, 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 your good debt. Yeah. You're compounding it. So anything that's or cash debt. flowing, yeah. you know, or yes, yeah. exactly. You're, yeah. you're basic. You want to remove the bad debt. Anything yeah. that doesn't make you money, get rid of that as quickly as possible with good debt. That's right. absolutely. I think we pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Any other? If you have any other uh, things that you want to add to that, send us an email. If you're not sure what you know what you're looking at as a good debt or bad debt, yeah. send that over. So send it over, Marco at marcokozlowski.com, and we'll help you out. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.